Hello, and welcome to the Art of Living Well podcast. I'm Stephanie May Potter, and I'm here with my co-host, Marnie Dachis-Marmette. We created the Art of Living Well podcast to empower you to live your happiest, healthiest, and most authentic life. Each week, we will bring you inspiring and motivating conversations covering health and wellness topics, including fitness, mindset, food, travel, product reviews, and strategies from a variety of experts, including our own bank of knowledge. We are excited to educate, motivate, and inspire you to change the way you perceive health and discover your art of living well. Get ready to feel inspired. Hello, and welcome to this bonus episode of the Art of Living Well podcast. Marnie and I are coming on today. Um, We're actually going to talk about sleep a little bit, but before we do that, we just thought we would share some fun updates and things that are going on and just kind of how we're managing through um, the month of February. And one fun thing that we discovered, and actually Marnie, really, you got me, I think you sent me the invite, is Clubhouse. And I didn't even know what it was. Yeah, so Clubhouse is this cool new audio app that I guess has been around since like early 2020, but it didn't really take off until COVID-19 set in. And I think people were looking for a way to connect more. And I think towards the end of 2020 is when it really started to kind of spread all over like wildfire. But um, I got, I read an article about it, I think. And that's how I got kind of keyed into it. And then I was reading about it. I was like, oh, this sounds really interesting. So I tried to join and it's an invite only club. And so I like saved my username, which is my Zenful life. And I put myself on what they call a wait list. And then they will either let you into the club. It's actually still in beta, the app right now. So it's only for iPhone users. Um, or somebody that's in the club that knows you can let you in. And so this woman that I know from my nutritional training and my IIN training let me into the club. And I started just listening to different talks. And it's so fascinating. There's people talking on every topic under the sun. And the cool thing about it is that you can actually like raise your hand and go on to what they call the stage and interact with people. I love that it's just audio. Yes. It's not like you have to like, you know, Instagram live and Facebook live, you have to get on and then you're worried about, oh, do I look you know, do I look okay? And it's like really a collaborative community and it's so supportive. Like people are all there to help each other out, to share information. And like you said, it's on a variety of topics. I mean, you can literally find something that you're interested in learning about. There is a topic out there for you and there's a group and it's, it sounds exclusive with this invite, but you can get off the invite list. I feel pretty quickly. Like you yeah, invited like- me and then I invited a couple people. And you, so if you, if you want, if you're curious about it and you go onto your computer and you, or onto your phone and you download the Clubhouse app, it'll ask you to save your username. And then anybody that is a contact, like it's based on your phone number, they'll get a notification that you're trying to get in and they will hopefully let you in. Um, And then like I have invites, Stephanie gets invites and we can invite people also. It's pretty cool though. There's a lot of like really big name people on this app 
And it's really fun to be able to listen to them talking and potentially ask questions, get advice. Yeah. Um, and it's super collaborative. So yeah. Stephanie and I are hosting what they call a room <laughs> every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Time on various topics. We've been talking about sugar a lot. Mm -hmm. um, and so we'd love to have you jump in and join our room. Yes, um, and it's a, it's a fun way for us to interact with our audience. And normally mm -hmm. you guys are listening to our podcast, but you could actually, we, we could have a discussion and you could come up on stage and share, you know, share your tips and insight or struggles and challenges or anything. It's really a, a safe space. And I saw that the, yeah, sorry to interrupt you. Um, I saw that this app just got a few million dollars in funding behind it mm -hmm. and they are going to be launching their Android version very soon and then it's going to probably blow up. So if you want to be, you know, on the newer side of a new form of social media, get on Clubhouse. Yeah. Um, it's, it's really unique, I think. Yeah. So follow us when you get on, follow us, message us if you want, you know, an invitation or we'll figure out a way we can help you out and, and get on because we'd love to connect with more of our audience. Changing gears a little bit. Um, you know, I've just been thinking about kind of where we're at in the year. It's, it's the end of February. And I don't know about you, Stephanie, but I've been feeling a little bit of the COVID-19 drag, I guess. I don't know what else to call it, but, you know, I think for most of the the time during the pandemic, I've been really positive and I've found lots of silver linings and lots of ways to stay busy and happy and content and I'm kind of getting tired. Like I'm, I'm ready to come out of this oh, and yeah, I mean. be social again and, <gasps> and travel and kind of go back to some of the things that I'm really starting to miss. See family, hug my parents, like. I agree and Marnie, I think it's been exasperated by the fact that we have had almost a three week stretch in Minnesota of really cold weather, really cold weather. And that has been hard because I've made a commitment to get outside every single day. And one of the silver linings of this is just being able to take short walks and catch up with people. But when it's so cold, you don't even want to like walk with anyone. Like you just kind of get outside for a short burst. Um, so I think the weather, cause January is my least favorite month of the year. It really is. And so we January passed and then we had this cold spell and we're coming out of it this weekend. It's going to be warm um, and it's going to feel like 20 or 30 degrees. It's going to feel like a heat wave for those it's of you. It's going to be like, climate. get your convertible out. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I heard, so when this episode drops, I think it's going to be like maybe in the forties or warmer. Which, Which is going to feel amazing. Yeah, there'll be people wearing shorts, of course. And if you don't if live the, in a cold climate, you won't appreciate that. But 40 degrees after a cold spell means people are wearing summer clothes here. Right. So I think, you know, and I think everybody's feeling this. And I, I suspect even in warm weather climates, people are just starting to feel the drain a little bit. So we just have to keep our heads up, keep plowing through. We're almost there, right? I think we're, we're almost there. I mean, so close. We're getting very close and we've had a significant decline in the number of cases really around the country and especially here locally. And that feels good. And kids are starting to go back to school, which 
my daughter just went back for the first time today after three months of being 100% virtual. So, which is so I hear exciting. you. Yes. Yeah. And we can all hopefully start to sleep better at night with some of this maybe behind us, which leads us into the topic that we wanted to chat about today, which is sleep and getting a more restful night's sleep. So Stephanie, what's been going on with you? I know you mentioned that you've had a rough night's sleep. You know, I have, and it was last night. Normally my sleep is pretty good. I like to say I can fall asleep easily, which I can. Um, and I do things to help with that and we can chat about it. But last night, woke up at 3.30 and then I had to go to the bathroom and then I couldn't go back to sleep for over an hour. And, you know, we know, Marnie, these techniques and things to help us and breathing and trying to like not think about the to-do list and think positive thoughts and what you're grateful for. And I'm doing all that, but it's still an hour goes by. And then I worry, oh, I want to get up and work out and then I'm not going to be able to. And then I'm snoozing for an hour. And so it's frustrating. So I think it, it happens to all of us, even those of us who think we have good sleep and prioritize it. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And I'm just looking forward to getting a really good night's sleep <laughs> tonight. And maybe we should just talk about like, what are some of your tips for getting a good night's sleep. Well, and interestingly, before we go into that, you know, I, I don't have trouble falling. I rarely have trouble falling asleep at night, but I've noticed in the past couple days that I have not been able to get up in the morning. Usually I get up, you know, 6 a.m., I jump out of bed, I'm feeling well rested, I go work out. And the last couple days, I've just not wanted to get out of bed. And it's been so hard for me to listen to my body, but I have, I'm like, I, I'm not going to work out. I'm going to stay in my bed, even though I, I feel like I need to work out. <laughs> and, um, I, so I think it is really important to listen to your body and, and to, I don't know why it's telling me this. Maybe it's because it's cold and dark and, and it just feels good to stay in your bed. But um, well, I'm so glad you mentioned that because I couldn't agree more. And actually that happened to me a lot later last week and earlier in the week. And I just skipped the workout. I mean, I don't, mm -hmm. it wasn't like I was going to do anything intense. And I did a quick 20 minute yoga later in the day and in a short walk. And I was okay with that, but I completely agree. We need to listen to our bodies. And when we need sleep, we need sleep. So if we're not waking up feeling rested, then there's a reason for that. And let's get to the root of it and give your body what it needs. And maybe the workout that you need is sleep. And think of sleep like a workout because it's prioritizing mm -hmm. it. It's the only time your body has to like rest and repair and recover is when it's sleeping. Absolutely. And, and Stephanie, I know you mentioned you wanted to talk about a couple sleep tips. And a question I have for you with your sleep issue last night is, how long were you, how late into the evening were you on electronics last night? Oh, well, that's, that is a good question. So I did an evening yoga class. Okay. At mm, probably 9.30, it was 20 minutes. It was using the Peloton app, which is great. And so I was, you know, I had the iPad in front of me, but I guess I don't consider that totally to be because I'm not really staring at the iPad that much. But technically mm -hmm. I did have that device open later than I normally would. And I like to use the, um, the screen time apps on your phone. So my phone is, you know, sort of shut down from nine at night till seven in the morning I have it. Now I can, I can access the apps, but I have to, they, that alert pops up and says, 
you know, you're kind of done with your screen time, but do you want another minute or do you want 15 minutes? And I will occasionally do that, but it's a good reminder to be like, okay, I'm just going to do the one thing for a minute. I'm not going to start getting sucked into checking email and being on social media. So I'm usually pretty good, at least an hour before bed. And I know some people say two hours before bed, you should be off screens. And then I did do a little bit of reading afterwards, which I normally do. And I had some tea, um, which probably explains why I had to wake up at 3.30 and go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, so I think going back to a few of those tips, like um, even the tea, like I, I think it's really helpful to stop eating and drinking two to three hours before you go to bed. Um, cause I've noticed like if I have later dinners at night, um, and I'm drinking tea or water or alcohol, whatever it is, my stomach is just not settled when I'm trying to fall asleep. And then you do have the issue of waking up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom, which is never fun. Um, right. so I think if you can, if a person can stop eating two or three hours before they plan to go to bed, um, it's really good for your body. And then your body really gets into that, you know, repair phase. Well, exactly. Because it, if your body has to digest food, then it can't focus on all the other activities that it needs to do at night. Mm -hmm. um, yep. And I, you know, I think a lot of us have this like running to-do list in our head. And I find that in talking to a lot of women and a lot of clients, a lot, of time, a lot of people don't have the issue of falling asleep because I think we run ourselves to the ground and we're so exhausted at the end of the day, but it's mm -hmm. waking up in the middle of the night and it's the mind racing. And, you know, sometimes I can wake up, go right back to sleep and other times my mind's spinning. So a couple of things I like to do, and I did this last night, is I take some deep belly breaths or there's different breathing techniques like the four, seven, eight breath where you just focus on your breath and calming your mind or even like journaling and not maybe not like writing paragraphs or anything, but I will just keep like post-it notes or a notebook by my bed. And I will write down thoughts because sometimes it's just like, Oh, forget, I can't forget to do that tomorrow. I need to remind myself to do, you know, it could be something simple. Like I have to go to the store and buy something, but those thoughts and that running to do list impacts my ability to fall back to sleep. So if I can offload that and put it on paper so I know I won't forget in the morning, very often that will help me go back to sleep quicker. Yeah, and, and just to add on to that, one of the things I like to do, if I can, I try and do this every day actually, is towards the end of my workday, um, I try and really think about all the things that are on my mind, whether it is like running to the grocery store to pick up some broccoli or like all the little random things that fly through my mind all the time. And I try and write them all down and kind of organize them into a list so that as I go into the evening, it's like, okay, I already dealt with that. And I do keep a, a notebook by my bed as well in case things come up. But I try and get that done earlier in the evening. Um, and then in the morning again, I'll open it up and maybe I'll add something to it. I agree. So I think, I think great. like you said, offloading that is very helpful. Yep. Um, um, and you know, some people like to take, you know, magnesium or some sort of natural supplement. And that is helpful. I just, I do sometimes take natural calm, which works great, but I don't want to take that every single night because I want my body to really produce the melatonin that it needs on its own. Mm -hmm. 
um, and get to the root cause of why you can't go to sleep. You know, some people are like exhausted when they wake up in the morning and then they're like tired and wired and they can't go to bed at night. You know, like, why is that? Well, and, and before we even jump into that, one other thing I was just going to mention that I think is super helpful is to make sure you're creating an environment in your bedroom that's calm and that's peaceful and that it's like an environment that you want to go to sleep in. So if your bedroom is, you know, bright lights and, you know, I personally like to sleep in a cold bedroom, but there's a lot of different viewpoints on that <laughs> under yes, really warm blankets, but cold air. But I like it pitch, pitch black. And if there's light coming in, that really disrupts my sleep. Even in the morning when the sunlight comes in, like I'm up with the sun, yes. whenever that is. So, um, you know, just creating that calm environment, whatever that means to you, if it's lighting a candle or dimming the lights or you know, putting lavender on a diffuser, having really, really comfy sheets on your bed, right? Yes. All it's those things are so helpful. And just keeping your room, keeping things out of your bedroom, like keeping the computer out of your bedroom, keeping your phone out of your bedroom, mm -hmm. or keeping any distractions or like messes, like, right? Because if you're in a messy space, this kind of goes for the kitchen too. It just, you're sort of, it impacts my ability to like, it's like the mind clutter. Yes. The only thing I will say is I have trouble. So on my nightstand, I do have like a stack of like a oh, lot of books. So do I, but I, I don't consider I that think, to be like. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes I think, okay, I should just have one book here and the other books can be put away. But yeah. I kind of like that stack of books. Yeah. So. It's like a trait of mine now. I feel like there just has to be a stack. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I often read more than one book at once. I Me too. And that's right. <laughs> so anyway, you started to talk about stress and sleep and do you want to dive into that a little more? Yeah. Well, one of the things I just recently did, and Marnie, I know you've done this, um, you know, as integrative health practitioners, we can administer some functional medicine at home lab testing. And I just recently ran the adrenal hormone stress test on myself, um, which was super, um, helpful and it's nice to be able to see improvement year over year so i ran it probably 16 months ago and my cortisol levels were through the roof and this is a simple test you do um there's a simple blood prick and then you really just take saliva sample at four different points throughout the day starting first thing in the morning and what you're testing is your cortisol level that hormone and you want the cortisol level to be the highest first thing in the morning and then gradually throughout the day it lowers and in the evening, it should be its absolute lowest because that's when you want to go to bed, you know, because cortisol is like helping with like that fight or flight too, right? And you want your melatonin levels to be low in the morning and higher at night. So an inverse relationship because that melatonin is helping your body calm down and go to sleep. Um, and so I, I took the test again and it was really helpful. My, it's down. My overall cortisol levels are down. But there's still, still have some work to do. So I'm working on it. And a lot of it goes, goes back to stress. And even when we don't feel stressed or we're like, oh, well, you know, I, I don't have a lot of stress in my life right now, which I mean, a lot of people do given the pandemic, there's still perceived stress. So your body doesn't know the difference between the stress from running from a bear and the stress because you're worried about your to-do list and getting your kids to activities or, you know, being late somewhere or missing a deadline or whatever it is. It's that perceived stress. 
And also, if you're in that mode all the time, your body's going to burn out and you're just going to hit this burnout mode, which we really want to avoid because it's not healthy for our systems or our bodies. And, you, you, you know, a lot of people, I think, are walking around in that flight, fight or flight mode all the time. And so I think, you know, I've done this test a couple of times on myself as well. And I do think it's really helpful because it opens your eyes as to how you are living and, and, you know, where is your body in that process? And I know I was telling Stephanie earlier when my son was applying to college a couple of years ago, it was a very stressful time in our house. And I did this test and I could not believe my cortisol levels, um, especially in the evening, which is when you want them to be low. And they were so high. And I worked really hard on that. Um, and I did get them down. And I'm getting close to a point where I'm at pretty good levels now. But yeah. it is amazing how those stressful periods in your life can just make everything, in, you know, your hormones and everything in your body go wacky. <laughs> I agree. And what you said, the fact that so many people are just living in this fight or flight mode all the time, we don't know the difference. We don't know how our body should feel, but mm -hmm. you want to, you want to proactively start to recognize and getting this data, I think is really helpful, like to see numbers on paper, because you don't want to get to the point where you're burnout, because then your body's starting to, you know, kind of go downhill and you can, you're more susceptible to Disease autoimmune, body, right? autoimmune disease. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just a really, it's, it's an easy test and it's enlightening and it's helped me make some very conscious changes without it. I just would be going cause I thought I have all this energy. I'm fine, but I shouldn't have, you know, my cortisol shouldn't be so high in the evening, like you said. Right. So Stephanie and I, you know, are both certified, um, in, administering these tests. They're at-home lab tests, I'm sorry, in reading these tests. And we would be happy to help any of our listeners um, do this if they're interested. And also then based on the results of the test, provide suggestions on what a person can do to, you know, get those levels more in balance. And the reason we're talking about this is because it really does directly relate to your sleep and how you fall asleep at night and the racing mind and all of that. It's all interconnected. All interconnected. Um, and sleep does have such a profound impact on every single area of our life. I mean, cravings and food and your mood and how you interact with your people and family. Mm -hmm. I mean, so prioritizing it, making it a priority is, is so important. But it's easier said than done. You know, and a lot of this is simple, but not easy, right? Exactly. So just some yeah. little bite-sized episode today for you. Exactly. And we're all wishing you a very restful and peaceful night's sleep. And um, looking forward to spring. Absolutely. Thank you so much for listening to the Art of Living Well podcast. We are so grateful that you joined us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with a friend or anyone else you think may benefit from this information. We'd love for you to subscribe to our podcast, leave us a review, and tag the Art of Living Well podcast on social media. If you want more inspiration in between episodes, you can find us on social media at the Art of Living underscore well on Instagram and Facebook. 
where we will share snippets from our daily lives and our journey to living well.